Hello and welcome to a God Shift Podcast. I am your host, Shana Rattler. I am a minister, author, and sought-after speaker. In these episodes, you will learn how to grow your faith, overcome adversity, and move into a greater destiny. Individuals, organizational leaders, and ministry leaders share their story of when their life collided with God's purpose and put them on the path that was designed for them. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a God Shift podcast. I am your host, Shana Rattler, and I am excited that you are here. So if you would, like I do at the beginning of every single episode, I ask you for a favor. So what I want you to do, it's an easy favor, don't hang up yet, is just take a screenshot of wherever it is that you are listening to this episode and then take that screenshot and I would love for you to post it on your social media. When you post it, please number one, tag us here at A God Shift. And number two, just give us your biggest aha moment or your biggest takeaway from the episode. I do that because not like I'm checking the the metrics to see if I've hit the millionth download. I really personally don't care about those things. But I do want as many people as possible to be able to find hope. I want as many people as possible to be able to grow their faith. And I do want to grow the kingdom more and more with more people. And so the more times this episode is shared, the more that all of us have the opportunity to participate in that. So thank you in advance for that. All right, I'm going to read my guest's bio, and then we're going to get to a conversation that is one that we don't have a lot on a Godship podcast, but it is one that is very, very needed. So my host today is America's Profit Building Specialist. I think that gives you an idea of where we're going with this. She trains entrepreneurs or their staff worldwide in as little as 15 minutes, how to build bigger bottom lines, saving them time and money. She is positively impacting generations of families' wealth with her talents. She also excels at helping U.S. business owners structure the sale of appreciated assets to reduce capital gains taxes or eliminate the capital gains taxes entirely. That was my goal. On a more personal note, she is the author of several books, with the most recent being the inspiring, faith-building, number one bestseller, Pack Faith First, Suitcases Second, A Decade of Miracles After 50. I love that. She will be releasing 11 more books in her Secret Profits and Money with Amy, two series by the end of 2022. So welcome to the show. Amy Rose Herrick. Oh, it's it's so good to be here. And I have been looking forward to this, Shana. It's a privilege for me. I have too, because even though I'm a ministry girl now, I'm a business girl at heart. I've been a business owner since 2007. And although I am in ministry now, I still run businesses and I'm all about profit. I'm all about making money. Um, there is a place for money in the kingdom. We have to remember that the book does not say that the love of money is, you know, that, that money is the root of all evil, but it's the love of money that is the root of all evil. You and I were talking about the fact that money is mentioned more times in the Bible than anything else. So although on this episode, we are going to start talking about kingdom authority, we are going to also be talking about how we can make and keep more money. Great. 
So just to give a little bit of a context to the conversation, because this is called a God shift podcast, I just want to give my definition of what a God shift is. So to me, a God shift is the moment that you release your kingdom authority that allows you to collide with God's purpose and move into a greater destiny. So I love to always ask every single one of my guests, what's your personal definition of kingdom authority? Well, I'm going to back you up a little bit and think about mindset on that. You know, when many people are are growing in their faith, because we all start somewhere and you should be going up from there. But when you start out in your faith, and many times you may think that you are you are dirt, you are a worm, you are a lowly beggar, you you are at the bottom of whatever the bottom is. Maybe you even have to look up to see where bottom is. But once you realize that in kingdom authority, you are a child of God. You are not a beggar at the door. You are a child of God. You sit at the table with your father. You have favor. You are treated as a child of the king. And it is an entirely different understanding when you realize the authority that you have because of the relationship that we have with our father. Very different from I am nothing and a beggar to I am a child of God. There is a huge leap from one point to the other there. And I also think that that makes it crystal clear what kingdom authority is, because I was being interviewed on someone's podcast a couple of days ago, and this wasn't her own personal train of thought, but she was playing devil's devil's advocate in case there was anyone that was listening that was having a hard time even believing this whole kingdom authority thing. She said, so are you saying that we're Jesus? are, Are you saying that you're Jesus? And I said, no, he has the power. We have the authority. But the word tells us that we were given the same power and authority that he gave. That's why it says in the word before Jesus was like, listen, I'm about to go sit with the father. I'm done here on earth. What he said was greater works than these, meaning the things that he had done, shall you do in my name because I'm going with the father. So I basically said during this episode, I said, you know, Jesus has pretty much done what he's going to do. He's now left us with the authority to continue to do the things in the earth that he did when he was in the earth. And I gave an example that just makes so much sense. It makes the the example that you gave is so much better. I said, you know, my my audio, my uh, cell phone service is with Verizon and my son has a line on my account, but he's an authorized user on that account, (laughs) meaning that when he calls Verizon, it doesn't matter what he wants to do to that account. He has the same authority to make any change or take any action on that account that I do. Because since I am his the, the account owner and he's an authorized user, that means he can do the exact same things that we can do. So I love the fact that you said the authority that we have is because we are God, we are Christ's child. And since we are a child of God, that means that we have the same authority that our dad has, the things that our dad was able to do. If our dad was a member of the country club, we automatically get to go as well because we are his child. Anything that he can do, we get to do. We're afforded that opportunity as part of our birthright. I love that. Well, and walking in a room, the authority you come in walking in the room is I am a child of God. That's right. I, you know, I am not this or that. I am. And and when you think about the term I am, that's a constant. It's a state of being. It doesn't say that expires at midnight. 
It is for a lifetime, but there is a choice there. Yes. Because you can choose to receive it or you can choose to reject it. And, you know, when we first were going before the, we were talking folks and went, how are you doing? I am well, I am blessed. I am highly favored. How are you? Yeah. And it is a state of being. And then I joke sometimes that people say, you know, isn't it great to have a choice because, you know, otherwise you could be sick and cursed. For which, sure. which you prefer? For sure. And I, that's pushy. Yeah. But it's also stating a fact of being. Yes. I was at a conference a couple of weeks ago, and one of the speakers was saying that when someone asked her how she's doing, she said, I'm grateful. And I've, I have adopted that over the last couple of weeks. And I love it because... You know, at the time of this recording, just over the course of three months, I've lost a relationship. I lost my father. I buried my grandmother. You know, it's been a very peculiar season for me. And even though none of those things are things that I would have wanted to see happen. And, you know, there's things that are much smaller magnitude of that in my day that doesn't necessarily go the way that I wish it would go. But when someone asks me how I'm doing and I'm saying I'm grateful, it's just a reminder to me. That even though I may not have everything that I know I will have, even though my day is not going exactly like I would want it to go, I still have so much to be grateful for. And it's just that frame of mind that just keeps me in the right headspace. And when you say that, one of the things that came to my mind, we have a large family. Okay. um, With a large family, you get a lot of dishes. You get a lot of dirt, you get a lot of laundry. It it is just the way that it is. But I've always tried to tell the kids as they're moaning about it. Do you know, we need to be grateful. Every time there is a sink full, a counter full of dirty dishes or whatever, that means everybody ate. We even have leftovers. Now, if you had nothing but a cabinet full of clean dishes, we would have an entirely different problem here. Yeah, that's right. This is a golden problem to have, right? So right. I want to ask you, Amy, can you think of a time in your life that you've actually had to use your kingdom authority to shift to where you are today? And it's probably not the answer most people would expect. Uh, our first child died a few hours after birth. And I can honestly tell you, there were lots of things that were a blur. There is nothing that prepares a parent for the death of a child. And it's regardless of the age of that child, I will say. And without having that faith-based, without knowing that this was not the end, it was merely a different beginning. It put an entirely different, there's no way that I could have walked through that and still to this day, be able to move on and still find joy and understand some things. It gives me a different empathy And I realize that we are so privileged. We don't think much about losing children. It doesn't happen very often, especially, um, you know, a stillbirth or, or, uh, SIDS, you know, things that happen, you know, often when a child is very small. I don't know how our grandmothers and great grandmothers and some of the others did this. Cause if you look back through history, we are so blessed compared to what many of these women and families went through where they, it was not uncommon to lose half of your children or more. Right. Yeah. My dad is the baby of 14. What? Well, he, I guess he still is the baby of 14. even though He's no longer here, but he's the baby of 14. And I believe that there was at least three of his siblings that had passed away before he was born. Yes. 
So I want to ask you, like, so what did you learn, you know, dur- during this process? I learned that all of your days are numbered and the number that you are given is going to vary. It's going to vary from birth to death. We see that all the time, but we also realize how precious a lifetime is and what do you do with that lifetime? It also really changed my perspective of what a gift children are because, and I look at parents sometimes and will say, oh, great. Oh, is this the newest model? Oh, it's, it's beautiful. You're so blessed because, you know, not everybody got a baby this year. Yeah. And it's very true. So it changed my perspective on a lifespan. It also changed my perspective on truly what the gift of a child is when so many take it for granted. Yeah, that's good. So I want to pause and I want to take a quick, a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to actually share some tips and advice as to how people can actually exercise kingdom authority in their life. Um, And we may even get into how they can make more money too and keep more money. All right. This episode is brought to you by the free guide. When God says shift inside, you'll discover the four shifts required to follow God's plan to move you into a greater destiny, expectancy, and possibility. Head to GodSaysShift.com. That's GodSaysShift.com to access it now. So we're talking about kingdom authority. We're talking about we have the authority to make things happen. We have the authority um, to speak to things. We have the authority to lay hands on the sick. We actually have the authority to do the exact same things that Jesus did. And the end result of that, in my opinion, is giving us the ability to have more to be able to do more and to be able to um, be more um, as well. And so I want to get into some real tips and strategies that people can actually implement in their lives, because somebody might be listening to this and maybe saying, oh, well, great that Shana's found a way to overcome what she's been through and get to where she is today. And Amy has been able to do the same, but I'm listening to this because I want to know how to do it as well. So when we're thinking about kingdom authority, if you were talking to someone, if you were coaching someone and they were actually struggling to utilize kingdom authority in any of the area of their life, I'll let you kind of pick where we go with that. What is a tip or strategy that you would give them? Okay, this is one absolutely every listener can use. I want to empower you by telling you that there is power in the words that you use. And I'm going to target passwords because this is one of my favorites. We all have to have passwords on everything. I mean, your phone, your accounts, you name it, whatever. What are you using on your passwords? This this was given to me once. Um, and, you know, the Lord was like, what, what can I do with that? And I'm just going to throw a few out. And I'm going to tell you now, these are none of the passwords I'm using. So just know that you're going to get your own. But what about um, pink cat 47? Now, what do you expect him to do with that? Send you 47 pink cats? Let's get real. You know, what's another password that you have? Um, this, um, this happened in 1922. Okay, so what is he supposed to do with that? Now, let me shift it around. Um, multiplied times 100. What are you commanding into that? What are you putting in your mindset? What if you pick another scripture? You know, as a fear not for I am with me on this particular account, this is pretty scary, Lord. What yeah. are you 
putting on your accounts to empower them to align with the purpose and also to set your mind so that every time you log in with it, you are reconfirming in your mind what the expectation is. Now, we all have to change passwords. Okay, get some phrases, do some things that empower that account and align with what your expectation is. Does that make sense? And is that an easy tip? First of all, not only does it make sense and it's a great tip, but it makes me feel good about the passwords that I have used since 1999. <laughs> so I'm glad to know. I'm glad to know that I'm on I'm on the right path. Yeah. So let's talk about money for a minute, if you will, because I believe that um, we have the authority to make our accounts increase. I believe that we have the authority to speak things out loud, like, um, you know, my savings and, and income is increasing. I believe that, like I said, there are scriptures in the Bible that talk about money. I believe that we can speak those scriptures over our lives to be able to have more money, um, to, be, to learn how to steward our, men, our money better. But you're the, the profit building strategist. So what is, what is something that you can give us that we can actually use our king, you know, the abilities that we have as children of God to actually be able to see more money and keep more money. And I'm going to take you back to my original thing about being a beggar. How do you envision yourself? Do you envision yourself as always being a beggar or do you envision yourself as being the giver? Yes. Are you the giver? Are you the person who's going to share? You have more than enough that letting go of some of your resources is not going to diminish you. So first we have to have a framing of a mindset. And then from there, I will tell people, you don't make it all in one area. We can make it in a lot of little areas. I mean, I'll give you a quick example. If you learn to pay off your credit card every month, hello, don't spend above your means, and then get a credit card that gives you 2% cash back. Well, you're being paid to use the card. They're getting paid to use your card. Yeah. Why don't you get paid to get it? What if, what if instead of paying some of your insurances on a monthly basis, if you looked, you'll realize that you are usually getting a service fee or higher. You can save three to 8% by being a good steward of your resources and paying them annually instead of monthly. Yeah. So there are, it isn't always one area, but there are lots of different ways that we can increase wealth by your mindset and then also the steps that you take to be a good steward. And being a good steward means that you know what's going on with your finances. And it's not that hard if you learn how and then you stick with it. I love it. Those are just two. I mean, there's, there's a ton of them. Yeah. Uh, you know, I joke about, okay, everybody here who's listening, go to the grocery store. I know you do. We all do. I buy a lot of food. Believe me. I love the grocery store. I, you know, okay. I love the fact that we have Instacart and different delivery things, but I've always loved the grocery store. So unless I just can't get out, um, which has only been once in my entire adult life that I used Instacart in that fashion, I actually love to go to the grocery store. That's to me, that goes back to your grateful world. Uh, for those of you in the audience who have traveled abroad, 
if you have ever gone into some places and looked at the selection or what was actually available in the grocery store and you walk into some of our mega stores, I walk in every time and I'm grateful because I may not want to buy everything on the shelves, but I have it available to me. There, yeah. there is a difference there. But even in going in the grocery store, because I keep a pantry, which is really pretty easy to do. But when there are things that are on sale and they do it all the time, sometimes you'll look on the clearance rack. Sometimes it's in their flyer. Hey, it's a little green sticker on the shelf. But for instance, if spaghetti sauce, I'll pull that one. If spaghetti sauce happens to be 30% off, I'm going to buy at least four jars because that's buy three, get one free to me. Yeah. Uh, anything that's like that. And most things will go on, uh, I'd say around six to eight week cycles. So for our family, you may look at our pantry and I may suddenly have 20 jars of spaghetti sauce, or I may have, you know, this or whatever. And what happens is you can very easily reduce the cost of your groceries. I will tell you 10% minimum, 30% easy over the period of a year. You're going to eat well, you're going to eat better, but are you being a good steward? You bet. And how hard do you think it is when I've got a, a pantry full that has good stuff in it when somebody is in need for me to go back and say, you go take whatever you want that you need, or let me bag up a sack of groceries and pass it on. Yeah. Because I'm thinking ahead. I want to be a giver. I want to provide for my family. I want to have the good resources. So you can apply this in so many different areas that still go along the mindset of, am I a beggar or am I a giver? How am I able to do that? I love that. That's awesome. So as we begin to wrap up, is there any, uh, <clears throat> is there anything else that you would like to, any advice or any last parting words that you would like to leave for the listeners? Yes, we've kind of focused on the individual side. But when you introduced me earlier, I deal with businesses and I help them build up their bottom lines, which supports jobs, which supports building wealth, which supports your giving. So anytime that you are looking at increasing your bottom lines, reach out to me. And in the show notes, uh, Shana has been very gracious. She's going to allow me to put some things in. You'll have a link to one of my digital books, which is seven solutions to add 10 to $100,000 to your bottom line. There will also be a link to my book, Pack Faith First, and that's all about God moving me from Kansas to the Caribbean and living on an island I had never stepped foot on until he got me here. Wow. And I'll a teaser. What do penguins, JC, and what does moving to the Caribbean have to do with being removed, you know, with anything? You got to read my book to find out. So if you look in the show notes, you'll see that. Also, you can follow me on Facebook at The Secret Profits. We've also got um, my courses that are up, thesecretprofits.com, secretprofit slash courses, all kinds of things that are resources. And I enjoy doing podcasts and those type of things. So, you know, book a call with me. Doesn't cost anything for 15 minutes. I could change your life in 15 minutes, but I can't do it if you don't call me. That's right. And again, like you said, I will make sure that the links to all the social media, all of the website, all of the courses, all of the everything, all of the anything and everything Amy Rose Herrick um, is in the show notes. So Amy, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it. I personally love talking about money. If you all are not watching this on YouTube and you're listening to just the audio, I'm wearing a t-shirt right now that has the scripture of Deuteronomy 8 and 18, which tells us that I, the Lord, 
give you the power to make money. And my shirt says millionaire in the making. So I love to talk about money. I love to make money. I love to keep money. I love to give money. So thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you and everyone that is listening to this episode. Thank you so much for being here. Don't forget to share it and we'll see you on the next episode. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. I want to thank you for listening to the God Shift Podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and leave a review. And remember to put God first and everything will fall into place.